Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We spoke earlier today to Scott Williamson, CEO of Blackstone Minerals and ASX listed miner chasing nickel in Vietnam, amongst other places. And if you want our thoughts and opinions on the conversation and indeed the company itself, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club where you can also find detailed company reports, a commentary from market experts from around the world on a variety of commodities and companies, uh, training videos, there are summaries of other interviews that we've done, and there's a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other. And if you go there now and sign up for the waitlist, you qualify for a seven-day free trial. Scott Williamson, how are you, sir? Yeah, good, thanks, Matt. You're looking good, aren't you? Your black suit on the black background. You've thought about this. You're taking this interview seriously. Uh, <laughs> how are things over there? Good, thanks. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's an, an interesting market. It's um, yeah, we're in boom times over here in Western Australia, and um, yeah, it's a great time to be in the mining sector again. So yeah, we're very happy. Yeah, well, these are, these are moments we live for. We just need to get this year selection thing out of the way. I think everyone, given a bit of certainty as well, would, would, would help. Um, okay, well, Luke, why don't you kick off? Give us that one-minute overview of the business, and then we'll kind of pick it up from there. Yeah, no worries. At Blackstone, we're looking to restart and rebuild the Taquan Nickel Sulphide District in northern Vietnam. So that was a previously operating mine between 2013 and 2016. Uh, this time, we're going to do it a little bit differently. We're going to um, push this into a downstream product for the lithium ion battery industry. So. The reason we've come in and, and I suppose acquired this asset is, is we have a strong relationship with our, our partner EcoPro, which is the largest cathode manufacturer in South Korea. So it was actually EcoPro that said to us, can you go and look for nickel sulphide? And yeah, we've great, found a great little asset in northern Vietnam and they're looking to push it back into production over the coming years. Okay. Um, look, we've, we've talked about your business plan um, previously in, in other interviews that we've done, so you know, won't go over that old ground. But I um, just want to talk about the scoping study. Uh, market reaction being a bit mixed. What was your take? Yeah, well, I um, used to analyse mining stocks for a living and, um, and I thought it was going to go up, so I was wrong. But um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a, a, I suppose, transition phase between explorer and developer. There's a lot of people that were I suppose, um, interested in our stock for uh, the expiration. We will continue that expiration success, but it's um, for me, it's about, yeah, moving this mine back into production. That's where we're going to really drive significant value. So, yeah, that's a, it's, a, it's a, that typical cycle of explorer to developer. Um, unfortunately, yeah, not everyone um, there for the development story. Um, we, we're, we're obviously keen to pull this back into production, but yeah, maybe there's some people that are just there for the shiny rocks. Yes, I mean, so talk to me about the people who actually did the scoping study for you. I mean, what's, what's their track record? Have they have they built mines before? Yeah, so we've got a, a number of groups. So this is a, a team of independent consultants. Um, we've got a, the team at Simulus. Uh, they're a hydromet specialist. So these are guys that have worked in uh, hydrometallurgy their whole careers, and they've worked on um, nickel laterite, HPL plants, and and so they have a, a long history of working and operating these mines. Um, so very similar to what we're looking to build. So, yeah, we the Simulus Group are, are specialists in the hydromet space. So we're very happy with Simulus. Um, we've also used an independent um, review process with a group called Optimize. Um, so as a, um, the principal there is uh, Ian McKenzie. So he was the independent 
sort of review of 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 the the overall um, process. And and he spent over ten years at Lyca Podium. So we're 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 very confident. We've got a team here of consultants, independent experts, and um, yeah, we're going to push push these guys through to the next stage because yeah, we're very confident in their ability to to deliver. Okay, so the, the number the, okay the, the numbers are what the numbers are, but you base that off of you know eight dollar nickel, seven dollars today. So why why give us that forward looking number? Yeah, it's it's always a tough one. Like to, to headline, do you do you headline with the spot price on the day? If we had a headline with the spot price on the day, it's already out of date. So we we obviously <coughs> try try to choose a price that we think will reflect the the timing of of when this mine is built. So. We've used the consensus um, average um, of the, the, I suppose, broker average on the street. Um, today, we're yeah around seven dollars. Where we've we've shown the sensitivities around the nickel price. So at today's nickel price, we're sort of looking around five hundred million dollars on an Australian dollar term. So we we have shown all the sensitivities from six dollars fifty through to nine dollars fifty, and obviously yeah very well um, leveraged to the nickel price. So. Yeah, it's we, we obviously thought long and hard about which price to headline with, but we think that that's where it will be when this mine goes into production in 2023. Okay, so so what I'm what I'm struggling with is how how do you get this thing financed? The, the capex number is huge, right? It's significant, and anyone financing this is going to discount your numbers. They're going to discount the price of nickel. They're going to uh, discount you know your ability to produce, and they're going to look at this thing and say, is is this thing financeable? So. Why have you set it out with your consultants the way that you have? Yeah, so the until we establish the partnership with Echo Pro, we will continue to um, consider this as a as a, an, a downstream and upstream overall project. We can split the two, so we can we can split the capex between the upstream and downstream. And the downstream is obviously where Echo Pro are more focused on. So. We're looking at a, a 50-50 joint venture with Echo Pro on the downstream. So that will bring some capital to that $150 million required for the downstream. The the 200 million or let's say 200, 150 to 200 million required at the upstream, we also have that ability to stage that through using the existing infrastructure. The reason we couldn't put those numbers in is that we're, we're still drilling out those ore bodies that can go through the existing concentrator. So. We drilled out the biggest ore body we could see, which is Banfook, and um, and that number it reflects that ore body only. So what we believe we can do now is reduce that upfront capex by using the existing concentrator. So we've got a small concentrator on site ready to go, 450,000 ton per annum. Obviously, the 60 million ton beast that is Banfook won't won't fit in that little concentrator. So we tried to um, use the existing infrastructure through an upgrade, but we very quickly we realised that we're better off building a, a new one. So we looked at the four and the six million tonne per annum. And so we wanted to show the market that there's a, there is flexibility on on that new build, but we haven't been able to show the staged approach until we drill out Ban Chang and Takong and, and others. So should we not really be paying attention to this scoping study because it's not how you plan to go ahead? Well, I would have thought those numbers would um, be worth paying attention to but um yeah i, I i'm a, i'm an ex-mining analyst so I, I look at npvs and 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 pull them back to capex and say well at consensus nickel price that capex number is a half of the npv so 
um, I, I think that's definitely worth looking at. Uh, and we, we, we may go down that path, but if it's today's sort of sentiment and um, at today's share price, we will do what is in the best interest of shareholders and we will minimise the dilution of the existing shareholder base. So that may change um, over the coming 12 months with movements in nickel price and market sentiment. So that 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 is a base case. It's it's the highest capex that we could we we would ever look at, but most likely we will reduce it. Okay, well that's the point I'm getting to. Is what you will do and what you have laid out here are going to be probably two very different things. So, are you trying to get the balance between um, satisfying EcoPro, your partner, because they want to see a big project? They're not in this for a small project and your responsibilities to shareholders because if shareholders you know average retail guy looking at this going well how does this thing make money You're using eight bucks and it's it's not at eight bucks today how do you how do you manage that balance yeah i don't think it'll be long before we say eight bucks but anyway um the what we the main focus of this uh, announcement and this study is not really echo pro it's more about the institutional investor so as you know, the institutional investor can't just buy shiny rocks and drill holes and 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 all the the stuff that the retail investors like. The institutional investor needs some base to to look at their investment and and to sort of form a view. And that's why we it's it's very much focused on the institutional investor. And we believe that this will attract large institutional investment because there is not many of these types of opportunities around for the nickel. To be producing into those downstream products, so we're very well positioned, um, particularly with the, the the green angle. So the hydro grid power, there are not many opportunities like this in the globe today, and so the institutional investors, we believe, will wake up to this over time. It will take some some time to digest these numbers, and but this is the future of the industry. So I, I think um, it's obviously the first time that a junior mining company is pushed into these downstream products. This will become more and more the norm, and and we'll see BHP and um, other major players like Jinchuan and Narilsk and and Glencore and Vale, and they will all push in this direction. We're already seeing it with BHP, so this is the future of the industry, and um, and we're leading the way, and and we're confident with the help of EcoPro, because they're already doing this in South Korea, so. It's not like it's a big leap of faith. We're, we're working with the best chemical engineers or battery chemists in the world. So it's not if, if it was um, something that hadn't been done before, we'd be worried. But it's this is existing technology that's that's being used in South Korea today. OK, so we'll just explain to me, break that down a little bit more simply, if you may, again, for people coming at this new or even for some of your existing shareholders. So rather than focus on the concentrate or the sulfate, you're saying we're looking at these precursor products. So what, what is that? what's the relationship between all of those in terms of moving downstream? The products that's um, becoming very important in the nickel space is this MHP, which is a mixed hydroxide precipitate, which is a product that comes from a nickel laterite. So there's a there's a lot of MHP coming from nickel laterites and, and particularly coming from Indonesia. And so what EcoPro have done is they've set up the ability to process MHP and convert it into the precursor product for the cathode. Uh, and then from that precursor product, you add lithium to produce the cathode. So that's a process that at EcoPro is um, con uh, consistently doing and already has um, technology. So 
we as an industry are, are, I suppose, more competent on the first half of the process, which is the pressure oxidation. So pressure oxidation is a process used all through the mining industry. And for us to get the concentrate to an MHP, we believe that that's, that is a, a technology that is used um, day in, day out, all through the mining industry. And we're very confident of doing that. So that's why this is a, a great meeting point of the two industries. So as a mining industry, we can get the concentrate into MHP and then EchoPro are competent in getting that MHP into the precursor. So it's a, it's a, it's a true partnership of, of the and joining of the two industries and particularly from a technical perspective, we both bring technical expertise to that partnership. Okay, so let's just talk about, if, if we can, um, the staged approach to the CapEx, because you've not just got Banfoot, you've got a number of um, projects after this, which, you know, you, again, you, we haven't talked about in here, uh, you know, King Cobra, Banchang, and uh, Ta, I'm gonna get this wrong, Ta Kuna, is that close? <laughs> That, you know, and thank you, yeah, yeah, and a patata. Um, and you've got some MSB targets as well, you know, so there's a lot following behind this. So how do you look at this staging your 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 capex rather than this big number you've presented to the market? Yeah, so so the existing <coughs> concentrator is well suited to these small ore bodies, um, similar to what the previous owners mined. So they mined a million ton ore body. It was 2.4% nickel, 1% copper, some cobalt. We have the opportunity to find many more of those. Um, we've got 25 targets. We're just stepping through them. Banchang is the first one. Takung is the second one. The reason we didn't focus on those initially is because they're only small. So they're 1 million tonnes versus we just drilled out the 60 million tonne beast in Banfoot. So um, the 60 million tonnes is a great baseload <laughs> feed and is and what I've shown is economic but we bring in the high grade early, we use the existing infrastructure, we can remove $200 million of CapEx and push that into year three or four when we're in cash flow, and, and that minimises dilution to the Blackstone shareholders. So it, it will give you a hit on MPV because um, that it will there won't be as much nickel going through the downstream. So you, you'll still only produce maybe 10,000 tonnes per annum nickel versus our, our bigger um, mine can do up to towards 15,000 tonnes per annum. So it will be a bit smaller mine initially. So there'll be a small MPV hit, but the idea being that MPV per share is maximised. So talk to me about the money that you've just raised. You know, what, where are you seeing that um, being applied to? And you know, what's the order of play here? Because you, you kind of explained the importance and the, the order of the, the uh, assets, but what are you going to do, be doing with that cash in terms of the drill bed and, and creating some value or some, even some understanding in the market about how you're going to go about tackling this? Mm. So, so we're, we're sitting around $28 million. Um, a, a significant amount of that will have to go into the bankable study. So in the order of sort of 5 to $6 million into the, towards the bankable study. So that's, um, that leaves us a significant amount also for exploration. So... We, we, we will have, um, uh, hopefully the majority of that will go into exploration as well and unlocking these other opportunities. So, yeah, the, the, the bankable study in the order of 5 or $6 million um, and then, yeah, that and more will go into exploration. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of um, spare ca capacity in our cash position to unlock more high-grade nickel. Okay. 
I look forward to seeing. And when's that kickoff? Yeah, so it's still six rigs at the moment. We're looking to put in another two. Um, by hopefully by Christmas we might even have more. So we we're drilling Banchang, we're drilling Takung, we're still drilling King Cobra. Um, we're about to start the next ore body um, as well. So we've got Banqua, we've got King Snake. Ideally, we want to be drilling as many of these ore bodies as possible to feed into that pre-feasibility study in uh, late Q3, Q1. So, yeah, we're, we've kicked off the PFS, but as we bring in these new ore bodies, they will be added to that pre-feasibility study. Okay, because you, know, you haven't put out any drill results since the end, end of July, so, so now it's a new phase of drilling. We can expect to see a lot more results coming through over the next few months. Yeah, so very active on the in the drill phase, um, but also we... We don't want to announce every drill hole. We, we're moving into that phase where um, we're, we're looking to the next resource and, the, and adding tons into the mine plan. And, and so we, we need to remove ourselves from that day-to-day one hit, here's the next hit, here's the next hit. It's, it's yeah, we'll batch them up and we'll put them in the, into the market. But what we can say is that it's more of the same. And if it was anything that's different to what we've already been drilling, then we'll show that. But... It's, it's just very consistently hitting uh, massive sulphide. So, um, yeah, it, we, we're confident that we will add tonnes and grade and, and then obviously that will flow through to an improvement in the, the scoping study numbers. Okay, fine. So when, when would you sort of make the next big announcement, given that you're kind of batching these, this data up together? Yeah, so I think uh, hopefully over the next few weeks, yeah. So we have had um, some delays at the lab um, associated with this gold mining boom really in WA. So we, we send all of our assays to Perth and, um, and the, yeah, so the, there has been a lot slower um, since everyone else started drilling. Um, so, the, yeah, the labs are, are um, definitely under the pump. But, um, yeah, we, we'll batch them all up and, and throw them in in the next few weeks. Brilliant. Okay. And back to the raise, you've got a new institution in there, Fidelity. Um, I think um, Delphi also came, followed their money. So you must be pleased. Are you trying to change uh, the registry to be a little bit more institutional? It's a natural sort of progression. Um, And I I think we don't want to sort of say no, that we're not going to continue to give exploration excitement. We've we're driven by discovery as as the retail investor is as well. So we, we, nothing excites us more than every time we hit massive sulphide. But it, it just means we won't be doing it as often because it's not now about de-risking this to become a mine. So um, and the likes of, of Delphi and, and and Fidelity, they're not they're not focused on drill hole to drill hole. They're they're focused on okay, well, how how do we improve on that scoping study? So every time we hit something that's going to really change the numbers, we will let the market know. Okay. And when did you, did you raise the money before the scoping study came out or after? So, yeah, it was before the scoping study, which is, I think, um, unheard of really, to bring in a group like Fidelity pre-scoping, pre-resource. They, they were really focused on the theme and, and which is this, this movement into the downstream and the, the fact that we can produce a green product and, and the fact that we... We've got this ability to work with our partner, Echo Pro. So they they were focused on the theme. They knew that over time we would continue to deliver. And, and yeah, so they, they came in and it was great to be able to get them pre-scoping. Um, in hindsight, it was a, a bit of a blessing. We didn't know, like, 
we didn't know which way it was going to go and and um yeah it went the other way so um great opportunity for for institutional investors to come in at a lower price now with the numbers and and with the with the um cash to to de-risk it so you didn't get a phone call from them after the scoping study came out going what's what's going on here then no, they're not. They're not too worried about the day-to-day fluctuations in the share price, as you as you would know. So, one of the largest institutional investors in the world, um, they're they're looking at a long-term investment here. So, as long as 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 in 12 months' time, we're we're much higher. So that that's that's probably more important. Is is at least a minimum of 12-month view. Um, so, yeah, let's let's see where we land in 12 months. Okay, so just final question then is, you know, so in 12 months' time, what does success look like for you? What, what will you have achieved? Yeah, well, very, we're getting very close to a bankable study. Um, and so that's, that's where we, we really show the market this is, this is real. So we'll, we will go all the way through to a bankable in late, late 2021. Um, so that's success to me is a bankable study with the funding that comes with a bankable study as well. So getting very close towards yeah funding and and building so yeah it's a it's a big year and and today's announcement is a, a great step towards that so we've brought in some great um um experts in their field so we've um bought the mine manager from the the newly found mine down the road he's been in in country 10 years so we're bringing in strong competent technical people andrew strickland i've worked with before um so we've now got the team to build this and, and so we're not too worried about what the market thinks. We're going to go and build this and then we'll see where the nickel price, or, well, not so much the nickel price, but where the share price is when we start to build this. Okay. And you think any lessons learned for about how you're going to present the BFS numbers from the reaction you've seen on this scope, from this scoping study? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think the precursor um, has taken a little bit to understand and that's why we wanted to throw it in there early so that by the time the bankable study is, everyone will understand what a precursor means. Um, we There is obviously a lot of technical detail in there. We, we didn't want to remove the technical detail because we, we have nothing to hide here. We wanted to show that there's some very strong, competent um, work being done by our, our consultants. So. Um, I, I don't think I'll strip the technical detail back. We may, we obviously try and make it um, easier to digest, but um, it is very difficult in these times of, of ASX compliance. And um, it, yeah, it's, um, but yeah, it, it's uh, something that we have to deal with. But it's yeah, we've, we've learned a lot. But um, I still, I'm still a little bit um, unsure why it, it didn't go up. But um, we'll see. Over time, we, we we may see much higher levels. Hopefully, now I know, I know you say you're unsure, but you, you must have had some sort of feedback. What, what what are the sorts of comments you're getting about it? Because because again, it's all it's all like I say, you've got a very complex scenario here. You've you've had to lay out one plan, but the reality is you'll probably deliver it in, a, in another way. So. Do, it's difficult. I get, I get it, but you must have sort of some sort of sense of why people sort of knee jerked in the way that they did. Yeah, so I think there were people in the market that were expecting that staged approach, which we still we will look at and we will show. And um, so that was probably one thing. And then that staged approach would have reduced the upfront capex, and then so the upfront capex obviously scared a lot of people. We will look at that in the next stage of of studies, but we needed to get something into the market so that people can understand where we're heading and all the good work that we've already done. So 
and I, I don't think we would have. There's there's no way we could have delayed the scoping study. It was important to get those numbers in the market. Obviously, they weren't well understood, but that's fine. Um, we've got we've got 12 months before a bankable study, and we believe by that point the market will understand where we're heading. And you've got the money to do it. Brilliant, Scott. Thank you very much. Uh, Thanks for explaining it, laying it out. I think that kind of demystifies it, certainly for me, and I hope it does for a few other people too. So congrats on what you've done so far. Um, good luck with the drilling. Stay in touch. Let us know how you get on. Thanks, Matt. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.